This is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Aliens modified, men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hauntings. Dark arts in the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably clones. So if you're feeling all alone, crack a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about to get strange. Welcome everybody back to the show. You know me. I'm Tom Thompson, aka Tomcat, the Reptilian, and uh, we have a very special guest. I want everyone to welcome Kaylor Betts to the show, an outspoken freedom fighter, advocate for mental health, life coach, and the host of Awaken Winning. What's going on, brother? Good to be here. Uh, it's an honor that you want to have me on the this strange podcast. Let's yeah. talk about some weird shit. Yeah, that's that's kind of my plan. We're definitely going to try to cater to what you do because I want the fans to understand uh, kind of what you do on your end of the world. So if you want to kind of explain uh, what you do, uh, pretty much because life coaching is like your job and then you have your podcast and you put that out there for free. You don't really do ads. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, like so our brand which we actually rebranded from what it was originally called which was mental wealth uh we yeah, rebranded to awake and winning because I got in this game with a mission to strictly just help people uh upgrade their mental health without pharmaceuticals because yeah. that's been my journey and you know we can get into as much of my journey as as you want but um you know, it was outside of pharmaceuticals because when I was really struggling, when I was at rock bottom, when I was lost, hopeless, I was fat, weak, sick, tired, and broke. And uh, I just getting out of bed was one of the hardest tasks of the day. I actually wanted to go back to bed so I could just live in my dreams because I actually uh, preferred that over and prioritize that over my actual conditional reality. And uh, yeah, it was I was really messed up. And I went to the clinical professionals like you're supposed to. And uh, that's what they tell you to go to the Western medical establishment. And all they really had for me was pills and talk therapy. And I just thought, you know, it's kind of like on Shark Tank when you hear like, you know, there must be a better way. Right. (laughs) And uh, that's kind of how I felt. I'm like, wait, I'm in my 20s. And I've, you know, I've always been high, you know, high achiever in sports and I should be healthy and you know, I'm apparently not, and I need a pill just to get out of bed every morning, you know? And and then I went and I did some talk therapy and I just sat there and told someone in a collared shirt sitting across from me and in this dark room, uh, everything I was going through. And, uh, it just seemed like I was talking to a friend and I just said, you know, there's gotta be a better way. So then I went into kind of the more alternative modalities and, um, you know, I got into coaching not, not coaching yet myself, but getting uh, hiring coaches and hiring people who had that, you know, really alternative approach to mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And I just went on a journey and I started listening to guys like Tony Robbins. And he was one of the first people to make me understand that I hold the fucking keys. Yeah. That guy, you know, I hold the keys to my, my life. Like I actually don't have to be fat, sick, tired, weak, and broke. And there's more that I can do about it than just take a pill. In fact, a pill 
will most likely uh, on the macro have uh, do a disservice yeah, to me. So then I, I just got, man, I'm the kind of guy that I just get obsessed with things. Like I have a very addictive personality. Uh, and Same. that's actually not even how I, I view addiction, but just for lack of a better term, I'm really prone to addiction. So I just got addicted to the good shit, man. I got addicted to like the cold therapy, the meditation, the the breath work, the sauna, getting into the gym, getting in shape. I, I started to get addicted to success and achieving a business. And I took that too far as I always do. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And I created a fucking monster and then I learned how to manage it. And then I learned how to manage it. And I got to a place that I never thought I would get to. So then I started mental wealth because I believe that, uh, as young Pueblo says, he says a hero is someone who heals their own wounds and then helps others do the same. Yeah. So I think everyone wants to be a hero. I'm not proclaiming that I'm a hero, but I, I want to, you know, I wanted to get on that, that mission. I wanted to get aligned with that mission. So then I started helping other people do it. Right. And, um, you know, as someone who didn't even graduate high school, that was pretty cool because I started to have a lot of success. I originally got into personal training, nutrition, and then it just evolved there, evolved from there rather. I had two gyms that I opened up and, and did that for five years. That was successful conditionally, but not internally. And then I just, I, I went online, man, and became a coach. I started helping people with their mental health. But then, and here's the key, and this is why I'm on this show, yeah. is because I put out a viral video one day that changed my life forever. It was on uh, April 8th, uh, 2021 at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time. I put out a nine-minute rant on COVID because I was fed up. And yeah, until yeah. then, I was just playing it safe. And I was just saying what I think people wanted a, a life coach to hear or to hear from a life coach. And I just went on a rant, man. I didn't hold back. I was clearly frustrated. And dude, my life has never been the same. That The video went viral and uh, it got a lot of attention, like a lot of attention. And it, some crazy shit happened from that, I got so much pushback, uh, all the way up to like university professors levels to mainstream media levels to celebrity levels. It, it was pretty crazy. And, uh, and then I'm like, Oh, people like the fact that I have a counter narrative view on how to live uh, a good life, how to be healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah. So I just, uh, ever since then, I'm like, Oh fuck, cool. I can just actually be myself on social media. And that's what I did. And then that's why we rebranded to awaken winning. And what we really do is we help awake people win. What does awake mean? It means people who are awake to the lies that society sells us, yeah. the school system, media, corporations, mainstream, uh, I already said mainstream media, the government, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, ever since then, we help people who are awake win in life and business. So I'm not just a life coach. I'm also a business coach. And here we are, man. Things have been pretty good. And uh, I, I've, I'm in a place I never thought I would get to. That's awesome, man. And the thing is like, I'll tell you a little bit about myself as we go through this too, is like, I was also doing that, uh, throughout COVID. I got a lot of pushback. I became pretty viral with some of the stuff that I was talking about. And now I've been doing it on Instagram and I'm reaching way more people than I ever thought that I would. And people like it's, it's strange considering I was someone who grew up, uh, and I was listening to punk music very young and questioning the establishment. I didn't like school. I thought that they were trying to brainwash me. I listened to a lot of underground hip hop that kind of 
made me awake to what was going on in the world and the government and some of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. And then so like I was struggling with my own stuff throughout my teenage years, uh, but I read a lot. I was constantly researching all the time and I was called crazy and all these like isms and stuff that just because I spoke out and said like, why are you trusting this just because you're told to just because an authority figure is telling you to trust it. It doesn't make sense. So nothing made sense to me as I was growing up. I felt like an outcast and obviously it led to more or less just like drinking a lot. Like I drank a lot. Like I'm still on my journey to become healthier. Um, I started working out and doing all this stuff, uh, to try to, um, kind of uplift myself and become stronger and better. But obviously with doing this podcast, like I do two podcasts, a horror podcast too. So it gets kind of, uh, and there's so much things going on that you got to push yourself. Right. And that's why listening to you, it, it like, it kind of drives me to really want to do that stuff. And I was ridiculed for most of my life from people that wouldn't pick up a book and read a page out of a book. Like they would just go with whatever they were told and they would parrot whatever the media told them to. And uh, I grew up with my mother being a nurse and also my grandmother. And then they were indoctrinated by the medical system. And I never trusted big pharma when I was a kid. They try to put me on uh concerta and, and, and Zoloft. And I used to hear rappers talking about doing Zoloft to get high. And I'm like, I don't want to touch that stuff. So I would medi- self medicate my own ways. Like, like we smoke, weed and, and drinking. And I started this show because like, I just wanted to sit around, have a couple beers and my, like my buddies and talk about conspiracies and the paranormal and things that I've experienced in my life. Right. And I was going to kind of bring this in later on, but one thing that actually changed my life, and I know that you haven't partaken yet, uh, but magic mushroom psilocybin changed my life, man forever. I, I started, I did it a little bit with my wife, uh, and I didn't do it till I was in my twenties and I had friends that were doing it all throughout high school. I just thought that I was going to see some stuff that I didn't like want to be brought up yet, but it helped me heal trauma in my head that I had built up. I went, I was in and out of jail in my youth, uh, you know, getting arrested for the dumbest shit. Uh, like my mom would call the cops me for having a joint when I was on probation from stealing a bike, the dumbest stuff, right? Just being a dumb teenager. So when, when mushrooms kind of came around at the right time, I started consistently taking them like every, every other week, uh, like specifically starting every month. And I started doing it more and more. Now I've kind of stepped back cause it's done its job. Um, but I still have it in my freezer all the time, still choose to do it because I've never had something help me in this way. I've been to therapists. I've been through hell and back in my life and nothing ever helped fix what was going on in my head, but psilocybin did. So I kind of want to hear your thoughts and why you haven't, uh, tried it yet. Kind of like dived into it. Yeah, man. Look, I, first off, just want to acknowledge your story, man. I, I think your story is, is really cool. There's a lot of parallels to my story and, uh, man, I don't know that there's anything that I love more than hearing someone who is very troubled, uh, in their earlier life, be able to turn it all around and just to see you here doing such a positive thing, uh, in this podcast and all the other things you do. Um, I'm not just trying to blow smoke. Like I, I genuinely get giddy. I mean, that gets my jollies going when I just, (laughs) I see someone just turn it all around because, you know, you were at this fork in the road and you easily could have went 
down the. I mean, you could have easily been in jail right now on the streets. Yeah, I almost died. Homeless. In the last, like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you almost died for sure. <laughs> I believe it, man. I mean, it's just, it's a it's a classic story that not everyone has. And you know what's interesting is like my story is not ever going to be in a Hollywood movie. You know, my mm-hmm. story was like I didn't almost kill myself. I wasn't in the drug game. I I didn't you know I'll, I'll go to jail. I didn't like. Yeah. I don't have that story. Um, I have what I actually think is probably the most common story in that I conditionally had every fucking reason to be happy mm-hmm. and get out of bed still and be stoked. And I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it goes to show you that, you know, you don't have to. I mean, you look at all these celebrities that, you know, abuse substances or get addicted to things and uh, they have all the reasons to be happy. They have everything you could want. They live an abundant life. And so did I. I wasn't like, you know, super rich or anything. But, um, you know, for me, uh, it was about recognizing that, you know, it actually has nothing to do with your external reality. It, it's yeah. all about within. And that's why I'm actually a really big proponent oddly because I've never actually partaken, but I'm a big proponent in, in plant medicine, but look, we have to understand the nuance of everyone's journey. And I don't think that plant medicine is right for me right now. And I have, you know, many reasons for that. Um, I think that, uh, I understand to a certain extent, I know this is probably going to piss people off who've done plant medicine (laughs) journeys, to say that I understand to a certain degree, I don't fully understand because I've never experienced it. But I also believe that there are other ways to look. I think plant medicine actually shows you essentially a few things. It shows you that the conditional world is actually not the determinant of your internal, you know, happiness and peace. It shows us that we're all connected in one way, shape or form. It increases your ability to have compassion and empathy for everything. Definitely does. It allows you to see the ugly parts of you that need healing and love. And it allows you to see your ego and how we are so fucking attached to our ego. And almost Mm -hmm. every problem is rooted in, in our, in our, every, every problem is rooted mostly Uh, often in an interpersonal relationship. But if you go deep enough, almost every problem we have is due to ego and it allows you to really be able to see that. Now, would it be beneficial for me to do a plant medicine journey and and see it through that lens and to use it as a tool to really allow me to to see it very clearly? Yeah, I I really do. And I, I actually even know the shamans uh, or the plant medicine facilitators, I should say, that are mm. going to facilitate my first psilocybin journey. So it is no question on my list. Yeah. Um, I just, I'll, I'll leave it here. I think that I have actually a lot more growth to do mm. uh, outside of that, uh, outside of a plant medicine journey. And I'm just really exploring that. And I have always heard people who facilitate plant medicine journeys they say that the medicine finds you. Yeah, yeah. And you will know when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard. And I know I'm being vague right now. It's hard for me to even explain. It's just not the right time. No, for me I, right I now. understand. I totally understand. Yeah, and I, and I don't yeah. feel like you're like you know, no. uh, you know, pushing me or anything like that. I don't. I don't feel that at all. But it's a really good question. I just 
Yeah, I just I just know I'm gonna wake up one day and be yeah. like, okay, I'm ready. It's Let's it's do powerful it. stuff. Like I'm telling yeah. you, it's very powerful. Um, I I didn't I didn't have any other options. Like it seemed like this is the only thing that actually legitimately helped me and break down these thoughts in my head that I had. And like I've most people like think I'm crazy that I would I would like do psychedelics and, and watch horror movies in my backyard with my wife and I would enjoy it and I'd feel free in myself and stuff like that. But I've also done like really heavy doses, seven grams, which is like a lot for most people. And I went through this experience where I was thinking about my grandma and grandfather that have been dead and my aunt and uncle that both died because of addiction issues. Uh, my aunt drank way too much. She's drinking like a 26 or a day and developed a tumor. And then it was during COVID. We couldn't even go see her. And she was like, like going through hell and back and hallucinating because of the tumor and stuff like that. And when I was on the second, like when I was on, um, psilocybin, I was just in my room and kind of trying to meditate and I heard her voice saying that she was here. So like it's extremely powerful stuff and it, it can turn, it can be bad for some people. If some people have not dealt with their demons, my, one of my co-hosts, uh, one of my best friends, he did it once and did way too much and it ruined his experience, uh, because he couldn't even think properly because if you put up a wall, it will try to break it down. But if you keep putting up that wall, it will make you have a technically a bad trip. Yeah. Like uh, one thing I don't think we talk enough about, and look, I, I can only imagine as someone not me, but as someone like yourself or the yeah. people listening who plant medicine has changed everything for them, I can only imagine how frustrating it is to hear someone like me be like, ah, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah. they're just like, just fucking do it. Yeah, like yeah. it's going to change your life. I, I get it. Like I, I really do. And that's why one day I will. But I think one thing we don't talk enough about is any powerful tool. And this is about as powerful of a tool as it gets should not be taken lightly. And I think that's why I'm taking my time with it because look, I do, um, I, I had an experience with drugs in the past where, uh, I just, it shook my sense of reality for a good two weeks and it was really scary because I think I was on, this is obviously back in the day, in the dark days for me, but I was, I, I, I truly didn't know where I fit in and, and I, I was having a difficult uh, time comprehending the quote unquote reality that we live in based on just doing too many drugs. Yeah. And it shook me. And I, I still think that's in me and I'm still, uh, I don't, I wouldn't want to say I'm still recovering from it at all because I, I really don't think I am, but I think that it's just really taught me a lesson to just not take it lightly. I also had a, um, experience where I'll just say this vaguely, but someone close to me, had a plant medicine journey and was like in the mental hospital for like two years, man. Yeah. And I, I can still kind of see it in his eyes. You know, when yeah. I, when I talked to him, this is years ago. So it, it's just, you're right. It's, it's just not something to take lightly. And I just everybody. know that I'll know when it's time. A hundred percent. I and that's why it scared me when I was a teenager is I saw my one friend, like he was laying on the couch and thought like a thousand hands were like touching him and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, not for me. Like I'll stick to like drinking alcohol and smoking weed and stuff like that. And, and then when I found it, it was perfect timing and it, it did change my life and stuff like that. So I just wanted to bring it up. Cause it was something that like, that fixed my mental health that 
help me learn about myself and make me uh, help me face the demons that I had buried in my head. And I feel like I don't really have any trauma anymore because I, I experienced it during trips. Like my, what I think I had a, a rough childhood in, in some regard. And my mom had, um, I'm pretty honest on my show, but she had a miscarriage when I was about eight years old. I don't think she uh, realized how it affected me and how she transferred her trauma into her children. And then when I did psilocybin, I actually experienced her trauma during a trip and it was like wow. incredible. Right. So like, that's why I do advocate for the stuff, but you have to be prepared. You have to be in a good mood. You can't be in a bad mood. You can't be stressed. You can't be depressed. You can't have any of that or it's going to make it worse. It's going to actually put you in like a psych ward. Yeah. And I, I think that I, I, it, to, to just further expand, cause I, I know that, I mean, it's hard to explain cause it's more of a feeling, but I, yeah, yeah. I think that if I had to fuller, further expand and clarify it through words, I think for me, I'm on such a, like, like you said, it, it's, it, it helped you. You actually said something I've heard a lot where you just didn't have a choice. It was like yeah. your dark night of the soul. And you're like, you need something fucking powerful. And for me, I feel like I've done so much work that I am on such a high and I'm just on such of the upswing upswing still. And I think my time to step into the plant medicine realm, it will be when I face another big block. I'm not saying I go like way down dark night of the soul and I'm stressed and anxious because that's probably not a great time to do it. But I think it's, and I will inevitably, I'm going to run into my next big block and I'm going to be like, okay, my tools that have gotten me here aren't what are going to get me. There's a great quote. It's like the same tools that get you out of Egypt are not necessarily the same tools that get you to the promised land. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that is when I will step into it is when I'm like, Oh, this is a block. I just can't get through But right now I think I'm, my momentum is still so much on the upswing. I'm just loving my life. Yeah. It's great. The thought of taking a drug that actually potentially makes you go through some really hard shit. I know I need to do it. I just, yeah, I don't think the timing is. No, is and right. it, it will yeah. it will come to you when you need it. And there's times yeah. where like you have to put it down. Like I, I I was doing it like every other week. Sometimes like every weekend. And my wife is like, sometimes I can't like live with you. It's like you're like on another level on like the weekend stuff like that, where you're like thinking all these profound thoughts, and I'm just sitting there with a glass of wine or whatever. <laughs> um, but like uh, we'll switch kind of gears uh, essentially. Um, so it's interesting. So I, I read a lot, right? Uh, one book that is actually a fairly interesting book is called The Law of one. Um, it's a woman channeling the entity of raw. It's an interesting concept, right? But the one thing that I really took from this book, uh, it's a series. It's, it's fascinating if it holds any validity, if it is true. Uh, but they always talk about the, the spiritual aspect of, of life and to ha- grow spiritually is to, uh, stop being service to self and actually have service to others. So I was wondering what kind of, what lesson in your life kind of led you to want to serve others? Cause essentially that's what you're doing. You're doing a service to others, not a service to self. Yeah, there's, and I, I wish I could say the actual, uh, parable or the actual verbiage from the Bible, but there's, uh, a, uh, excerpt of the Bible that says that you don't help people when you're filling your cup, you help people with the overflow of your cup. And I think, you know, I'll be honest, man, and this is something I talk about a lot about is like, bro, when your life is in shambles or you're a hot mess or you feel like shit or you're you're just not winning, you're not living your highest quality of life. You got to be selfish, man. 
Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try and, and look, I'm not suggesting that on the road or path to growth and healing, that there's no room for helping others. In fact, some people may find that that actually is what gets them to the next level. But bro, I, I just, I put my head down and I was selfish. I saw my family less. I saw my friends less. Now that can also be a big contributor to growth and healing. So, yeah, you know, it just depends. And community is, is massive. But in the beginning for me, and I think men are maybe, you know, more like this than women. It started with my body. So I had to just like get my shit. I had to get in the gym, you know, Andrew Tate, say what you want about him. You know, yeah. people love him, people hate him, whatever. But, um, he says something that I really like. He says, you know, that people, men reach out to him all the time and they're like, you know, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm lost, I'm hopeless. And he goes, go out and find a way and do whatever you can to go get in the best shape of your life mm-hmm. and then come back to me and tell me you feel the same way. Right. And, and that's really what I went through is I just looked in the mirror and I'm like, man, I'm not taking care of my body. So I just went and I, I just, I just found a way and I got obsessed with eating good, working out. And then all of a sudden I started to feel pretty good, right? Like a lot better. And I started to be more open to, oh, I can do difficult things. And, oh, I I don't have to, you know, be lazy and, and, you know, get in my own way all the time. So then it expanded into more of a spiritual, you know, journey. And I started to read more about that. And then I started to work on emotional regulation. And then I, and then I joined communities and I started to get in community. And I just started to pile all these things up and eventually And I'll be honest, man, I didn't think about other people. I didn't think about helping other people. It's not that I wouldn't have helped other people. I was a good person. I always have been, but it just wasn't the priority. And then I got to a point where my cup was filled. Mm -hmm. And then, bro, I just think there's something in, in human nature that when you're living your highest quality of life and your cup is filled and it starts to overflow. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the natural progression, I think it's instinctual is like, Hey, how do I help others do the same? And, and that's what I did. And, and that's what to me takes you to the next level is yeah. like, bro, like I, I, I am so there's only really one thing in this world that I'm afraid of. And that's someone taking away my ability to do what I do because I don't know what the fuck I would do, man. Like it would be, that would make me have a hard time getting out of bed. If I couldn't go out and help others do what I've gone through, it, it would be rough. hundred percent. It's just funny. There's a quote about like the, the, uh, the biggest thing, the fear or whatever is like yourself. Cause yourself is who's going to, who's going to make you feel these ways or like, you know, do make you do something stupid. It's like you have to develop, um, uh, a strong sense of who you are and stuff like that. And that's like, and that's why I agree when I like, uh, I'm a little overweight. I fucking drink too much. That's why I'm doing dry January. Like I enjoy my drinks. I never let it get out of hand, but like doing the show that I do, we do very dark humor based comedy where we're talking about all sorts of messed up stuff and then try to make light of it because like even the, you know, Jews in the concentration camps are trying to make jokes to kind of get them through their experience that they were having. That was like horrible. Right? So like I always try to use dark humor even when we're talking about some of the darkest, you know, episodes about serial killers or whatever to try to cope. And people have seemed to really enjoy that aspect of the show is that we're kind of uncensored, unfiltered and just tell you our raw thoughts about certain situations. Um, and I kind of want to like direct it towards like, what do you think about the current state of the world? And what, if you have any solutions, like obviously there's, there's the uh, most times people don't even understand is like, do not comply. Stuff like that. It's just like, if, if enough people just don't follow along, um, 
with what these, I call them parasitic elites, but the parasites want to do to humankind to transfer us into some sort of dystopian uh, nightmare future that they want with uh, digital slavery. I kind of want to know your thoughts about what you think of the current state of the world. And even you kind of inspired me when I was worried about all this stuff happening in Canada to do with podcasting and trying to regulate podcasting, especially what I do. Like I, I also create music. I'm writing a song right now called fuck Trudeau. And it's very in depth about the liberal government and what's going on. And, and, and to kind of make you understand my political views is I don't trust either side of the government. I would love for the conservatives. We tell them the truth about everything, but I don't trust politicians by their words. I trust them by their actions. And even people like Pierre and stuff like that didn't really show that much support during the convoy and during the mandates and all that other stuff. And that kind of proved to me that I'm like, and he's a career politician. So I'm always, I've always been someone since I was a young, teenager that thought like voting doesn't matter they're manipulating it you're selected as an elite they stage these things the world is a stage and i've always thought that way and people it blows people's minds when i call out pierre and then they think i support trudeau but i don't support any side of the government because i think they all represent the same thing like it's the same boot marching in the same direction yeah man i have so much to say about this so (laughs) here's where i'll start is that um I really dislike a lot of the trends and the writing that I see on the wall that's happening, you know, right now. Um, I think a lot of it is truly an existential risk. Uh, I think that there's kind of two things. So I would love to be pro-establishment, but in order to be pro-establishment, you have to have a trustworthy establishment, you know? So I fucking wish I was pro-establishment. I'm not anti-establishment just because I want to be, you know, I don't, I don't go against things just because I want to be a black sheep or, or maybe I should say a black lion. Yeah, Yeah. But, you know, I just have seen way too much evidence that, you know, trust is earned. And, and I just cannot, I'm like you, I just cannot trust these people. Look, I'm a supporter of Pierre to the extent of uh, we got to vote for him. I I won't go as far as to say that it doesn't matter whatsoever, but I, I also know what you're saying. And I agree with you in that it's, you know, at the end of the day, the show goes on, the show is a machine that runs and regardless of who the puppet is, I mean, in large part, a lot of it's the same. I do think we would see some changes with Pierre um, for sure. But, you know, I, I do agree with you, but here's the thing. So I'm anti-establishment at this point, and that's not just the government. That's also, you know, the Western medical establishment is, is playing a, a big role in this, the media, the mainstream media. And, you know, I'm also not only am I anti-establishment, but I am anti-progression if progressiveness is is this. If progressiveness yeah, is like we got to fucking put our pronouns in our bio and we got to teach this shit to children and we got to allow you know men to compete in women's sports. If we have to parade and charade every chance we get about what someone's doing in the bedroom. Uh, if, if we have to ditch, you know, all religion in the world, like I could go on and on and, and use, you know, all of a sudden vaccine is the epitome of being healthy. Like if that's progressiveness, I'm just not here for it. I'm a very primal guy of traditional values. I believe that what's ancestrally consistent 
is what will serve not only us as individuals, but also society the most. So here's the problem is people, you know, you mentioned punk rock a while ago. You said you were such a fan of punk rock because they were always anti-establishment. Not anymore. What the fuck happened? I know. Not anymore. Green Day, all of them. Rise Against the Machine. Yeah, they're they're just so here's the thing is Bought it's flipped to the cool thing is to actually be pro establishment, which is a problem because we can't trust the establishments. It's fucking clear. I don't know how anyone can see that. And then not only that, but we are there's such a push to go away from what makes us human. Okay. There's a push to, you know, no meat and let's eat bugs and like, you know, oh, being fat is healthy and like, oh, go get your vaccine and then you're considered healthy. Show me your card. Um, You know, gender doesn't exist. Like we're denying biological science. All these things is an existential risk. But I will say this, as much as I hate it and I do complain about it, I scream about it. Here's the big part is I think it's necessary. Yeah. And the reason why it's necessary is because we're going through a breakdown right now. And it's scary because, I mean, a breakdown risks going to the extent of collapse. But how does a human grow? Like I just talked about the plant medicine. Yeah. Well, how am I going to ne- go to the next level? I need to have a breakdown. I got to get worse to get better. In, in a plant medicine journey, guess what? It can be one of the most powerful things. I don't have to have done it to know that it yeah. can be one of the most powerful, expansive growth and healing uh, experiences you can ever have. But is it always comfortable? No. In fact, in many no. cases, it's the opposite. The first so hour guess sucks. <laughs> exactly. So look... On an individual basis, it's no different for our society in order for us to look, our society is broken in so many ways. There's yeah. a reason why we can't trust the establishment. How do we re how do we get to a level where we can actually start to trust the establishment? We can have more peace, we can live together and we, we can get rid of these existential risks. It's no different than how we do it individually. We got to go through a breakdown. And I think right now we're seeing our breakdown Yeah, and breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. So as much as I'm honestly, man, I'm, I'm equally as excited for 2024 as I am nervous because there's just something in the air with 2024. We're on the brink of world war three. Yep. Um, we're on the brink of a civil, I don't know about a all out war, but we're on the brink of, you know, division to a point where it could really hurt us. Uh, we, you know, fucking kids don't even know what gender they are. Like, we are in a rough spot. I'm nervous about 2024, but as nervous as I am, uh, it's also exciting. Life is a beautiful struggle. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I'm, I'm just here for, for the ride, I guess. And then again, lastly, um, I think this breakdown is just necessary to, uh, sometimes when things feel like they're all falling apart, they're actually just separating so that we can put them back together uh, in a, uh, in a better way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm someone who, uh, you know, I, I really push for people to come together and I speak a lot about like the division that they're causing and they're using all these like psychological warfare techniques to, um, split people up. But I also, I also preach a lot about revolution. Everyone thinks revolution comes from some communist bullshit. It doesn't, it comes from people rising up against the establishment. And the thing is the way this is going and has been going throughout our, most of our history where you have these elitist families, uh, that I think 
think it goes beyond our physical reality and most people can't even grasp that they can't even grasp the physical reality they live in they don't even know what gender they are as you said like they they can't even grasp the basic things of what it is to be human and spiritual and i think these people orchestrate things and have been doing it for a very long time and that everything happens for a reason i truly believe that that's part of our spiritual growth why we're here on this planet uh whatever it is uh, whatever this is a simulation whatever this thing is that we're existing in we need to learn lessons and i believe that's everyone wants to know what's the meaning of life i've always believed that is to learn as much as you can here so you can carry on to the next life and then maybe one day you'll ascend to a higher level of existence but the thing that is very clear is that there is a couple of people like a room full of people that are in charge of the entire world that's how small it is and i've read a lot into the rothschilds the rockefellers uh the Habsburgs, all these families that have existed uh for a long time and it is interesting that that's why i always i call for revolution essentially is for people to band together um i'm if i was going to label myself anything people uh, don't understand anarchy but i'm an anarchist and if you actually research anarchy it's a lot different than what people think it is and also a libertarian just because i am uh, someone who believes in like let and live like you know let live love whatever just like let people do their own thing uh, as long as it's not hurting somebody else but at the end of the day all these people that are in power on either side have been bought and paid for a long time ago and they're not it's not going to sway their opinion the people need to rise up everyone wants a savior you know, Albert Pike, a famous Freemason, said that when they want a hero, we have to, we shall give them a hero. So this idea that I think that they're pushing people to hate Trudeau, which he's a horrible monster of a human being, a disgusting person, and but they're pushing people to hate him so much. That's why he's pulling all the things that he's doing. So people are backed against the wall, and they'll take anybody they can, and then another puppet is installed. And that's why I'm worried about the direction of this country. And I've always preached to people that people need to take back their own power that the power is in the people's hands, power to the people, because the only way this changes is if people change and come together. It's so true, man. Look, um, I, I say this all the time. Collectively, we hold the leverage, but the key word there is collectively, yeah, right? So like, it, it's really seemingly obvious to me that like the more we can fight amongst ourselves, uh, it's just all a distraction. I mean, even the yes, Epstein list. It's. Like, I was going to ask you about that. That's funny. <laughs> I had that on my like little knotted, uh, j- like jotted notes. Yeah, we, we can discuss. talk about it, but you know, there's actually a re- I, I would like to talk about it, but what I'll say about it, cause it's just a good example from what I was going to say is like, I'm not actually posting about it because if I was posting about it, it would just be me trying to, you know, hit a really hot button topic and yeah, get yeah. some followers and shares, yeah. which I totally could do. But um, I'm not posting about it because, you know, if you really look at it, it might seem counterintuitive. Like, why would a judge say that they want the Epstein list to be released? You know, aren't the judges just puppets to the elites? And doesn't this hurt the elite? And it's like, yeah, but, you know, we know that, like, literally, we could find out that Bill Clinton genuinely had sex with a bunch of, you know, underage girls. I don't know if that's confirmed yet or not, but I'm sure that information is probably coming out. Um, He says he likes them younger or whatever it said in the script. But the point is, is they know that it's not going to change anything. It really is not going to, right? Like it doesn't matter what's in that document. 
there's not going to, I believe that nothing's going to happen, but what is going to happen is everyone's going to argue amongst themselves in the comment sections on Instagram and at the fucking dinner tables. And it's going to be a distraction so that at the end of the day, because here's the thing, the internet does pose a risk to uh, the elite and you know, the people at the top who have the agenda to, you will own nothing and be happy. And you know, all of that agenda is easier implemented if we're all just fighting amongst ourselves because if the enemy is the person across the table from you then it distracts you from be you know the seeing that the enemy is actually uh, sitting in a, a room like yeah. you said and you, they're the puppet masters and if we can all get on the same page and just say no this is not okay yeah. and actually protest against the right people yeah. And we can all get on the same page. We all have the leverage collectively and we can actually make change. But that's going to be the hard part is is getting all on the same page. That's what I said. I had a video go pretty viral. I, I said, like, I was like, imagine if we protested this hard and rallied this hard um, a couple of years ago. Like, and I understand, like, I actually have studied a lot into Israel and, and, and Palestine and Gaza and all that stuff. And I, I will say, I personally don't like Netanyahu. He's a war criminal maniac. And a lot of this stuff is hidden from people. And then the conservatives get on the side of this side and they, the left gets on the side of this side. And it's just like, it's more division. And now ch- the children is being mercilessly, like, murdered um for no reason like it to it's a, during warfare especially especially currently in uh where we sit today couple you know 50 100 years ago we didn't have the weapon systems we do today two children die a day essentially in in any warfare in ukraine whatever uh which is and it's going to be thousands at the end of this um but it's just another reason people are fighting to get all the time just fighting each other instead of being like bro it's crazy man Bro, sorry to interject. Yeah, you're good. I'm same thing with the Israel Palestine thing. I mean, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to really, uh, because I've also been educating myself on just how far back this goes and and how much, uh, you know, there is to learn about that whole situation. It is not what you're seeing from the media, right? But, and it's not what you're fucking seeing on Instagram. But I made a post. Because people were like, oh, like everyone just wants you to pick a side, right? It's It's like, are you team Israel or Palestine? (laughs) And it's like, so what, what I did was I made a video and I'm like, Hey, I appreciate all your guys's concern to really know what side I'm on. But if I just say what side I'm on, that's just going to either validate your current position. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to give you that dopamine hit, or it's going to go against what you're attaching so tightly to uh, this bullshit picture in your head that you think, you know, everything, and then it's going to go against it. And then you're going to just yell at me in the comments. And then, you know, that's also going to arouse you because our stress hormones arouse us. So, you know, I I said, I ain't going to pick a side. I'm spending time educating myself right now on just the whole situation, but I'm team human. That's That's what I said. I said, I don't, I'm not fucking team Netanyahu or team Israel. I don't hate Israel. I don't hate Palestine. I love people who are outside of the elite establishment and I want less people to to die. How about that? How about we just get on fucking team human and how about that? And look, I get it's a complicated situation because, you know, Israel got attacked and then, you know, they got to retaliate and all this stuff, but it goes deeper than that. It goes way deeper than that. It goes way, way deeper than that and, you know, we don't have to get into it. No, no, no. I'm team human, man. I'm the same way. 
We can all get on the same people page. People lose their mind when they're like, they don't understand that I don't pick a side. And I was like, I don't pick Bro, sides in a war that is funded by the same people. Yes. The, the amount of hate in the comments that I got just because I said I was team human and I didn't pick a side was outrageous. It's crazy, man. I don't know why people have that mentality. I have the thing where like, I see every, like we are all one. Um, something else from that law of one book, which is fascinating to me is like when you hurt someone else, you hurt yourself because we are all connected. No matter how many people want to believe that or not, we are one consciousness, whatever we like this experience we share here, we're the universe experiencing itself, so to speak. Right. So all these people fight and hating each other is so funny because they'll come back to you. Everything you do has an equal and opposite reaction, especially on the spiritual level. And because we're on this physical plane of reality, it's going to take longer to come to you. It's the same way of manifestation. If you think about something, eventually, you know, you work hard at it, it will come uh, towards you. You know, you put out there in the universe what you'll get back kind of thing. You know, you got to look at these wars and, you know, here's maybe another reason why we shouldn't be so quick to pick sides. Yeah. Um, And it's not that I don't have an opinion. Like if we look at like the Russia, Ukraine war, like, do I have the opinion that we should stop giving Zelensky fucking, you know, well, not we, the the United States should stop, you know, giving all this money to when they have, you know, a bunch of problems on their home soil. Yeah. But again, it goes way deeper than that. You got to look at who's benefiting from these wars, right? Because humanity loses and then there's a small group of people that benefit they from get these richer wars, and right? Richer, buying the yeah, honest. exactly. There is something called the military industrial complex. Mm. And there are people who are running the world essentially who benefit off of that. And it is a machine and war funds that machine. Not only does it keep us divided, but it also makes a ton of money and it gets people to maintain and gain power. So you got to look at who benefits yeah. from it. And 99.999 repeated percent of people on this planet don't benefit from any of these wars. And then there's a small percentage of people that do. You got to look who actually wins and benefits from these wars because there are people. And then you got to just understand that like, that's the team you got to get on is team human rather than, Oh, I'm for fucking Russia or Ukraine or Israel or Palestine. Yeah, people like and if soldiers laid down their weapons and realize that, which I don't know if that day will ever come, uh, it's pretty crazy because even like people don't realize too during war, children go missing a lot, and people don't even understand or notice that uh, that they're and it's also fueling something that is very dark around our world, which is the sex trafficking trade, uh, which goes way deeper than anyone will imagine. And I think that there's a lot of key players and people that are prominent figures in our society that run our countries that are directly involved with this stuff and. I don't want to, we can, we can, I'll let you finish your thought and then we'll kind of make switch gears to end this on something kind of more fun. I was going to, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, man, this is going to piss people off and this yeah. is going to piss a lot of conservatives off uh, as well too. But you, you mentioned something though, like imagine, and I know people are going to say this is a pipe dream and you know, Kayla, this is unrealistic yeah. and all this stuff. But you know, you look at history, you look at world war two, there were situations of this, but if, if the soldier, again, going back to we as the people hold the leverage. Yep. So just imagine if, because once you understand that there's a very small percentage of people in the world, very small, the elites, the establishment, the military industrial complex, they're the ones that benefit off the war and humanity loses. Yeah. I don't care. Even if your country wins the war, like you said, when you hurt people, you're actually hurting yourselves, yep. your, yourself. But what if 
in a war like Russia, Ukraine or Israel, Palestine, what if all the soldiers got on the same page, both sides and just said, no, we ain't fucking doing this. We ain't doing this. And we demand that both of our governments go to the table and make some sort of negotiation and some sort of deal. And we want to have input on this because look, you would, if, if collectively the people got together, yeah. you would actually polls create or sorry. Yeah. Polls create policies. Yeah. Right. So whatever the public is essentially on the same page about, or at least the majority is, it does affect policy. It does affect the decisions that they make upstairs because that's when they actually have to because at the end of the day if we all get together as powerful as these fucking people are we do have the ability to force them into a position where they have to make decisions that are in our best interest yeah. because they don't have any power if it ain't for us. And, that, and that's a hundred percent true. And that's why I always push people to like, stop being divided and realize that the power that you have together. And that's why I think people need to come together more. Like everyone, I, I've went pretty viral doing some of my videos. And everyone always is like, wants solutions. And I'm like, a very simple solution is do not comply. Um, and to me, I saw uh, during like the mandate stuff and during COVID, I saw a lot of people just bow down and just do what authority figures told them to. And it scared me in the way that I'm like, whoa, there's way more people than I thought that just like, we're like, okay. And then we'll just give up all their rights and freedoms for a flu. So like, it, it's crazy to me that, and that's what proved to me. I'm like, especially in Canada, can Canadians just laid down. I'm like, how are you so complacent, man? How can you just, and I've always not, I've always hated authority, even teachers. Like, don't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want to do. Um, but like, it is crazy to me, uh, that people, you know, got to that thing and I could talk about that stuff for another hour, but I want to, I want to kind of bring in something fun to kind of end, like end this on. I have two questions for you kind of definitely to do with my aspect of this show that I do. Um, and it doesn't have to be one that is true or any of this stuff, but something that fascinates you or interests you. What is your favorite conspiracy theory? Like that fascinated that you're like, it's weird, but like, I don't know about it, but even it can not even be true or something that you think is fun or funny that people believe in. Yeah, I would have to say <laughs> there's three that are coming to mind. I'll just name them because <laughs> yeah. people are going to be so, so flat earth, yeah, yeah. Uh, aliens yeah. and the moon landing. The moon are, landing was are, definitely fake. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah, it looks but, like yeah, paper exactly. mache. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, but I would say uh, more so of late. Look, I'll just speak to the flat earth quickly. Yeah, yeah. If someone had a gun to my head and said, Hey, is the earth flat around? You got to get the answer right or I'm shooting you. I would go with the, the, the earth is round, but here's what I'm not willing to do. I am not willing to speak in absolutes or believe something as an absolute just because that I can't prove Mm -hmm. because just because an authority told me, that yeah. that's, that's the case. So if you went up to a hundred people on the street randomly and you said, Hey, is the earth round or flat? 99 of them would say the earth is round. What the fuck are you talking about? This is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And then one guy would be like, Oh yeah, you got to check out this. And you got to, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so, um, but then you would ask them the second question, which would be, okay, prove it. Mm. Both sides can, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with you on that one. So that's why for me, it's actually fascinating because they have some compelling arguments with the flat earth stuff. Yeah. My sense is that it's not flat, but I, I do have to say 
that I just can't accept something if I can't actually prove it. And I genuinely can't prove that the world is round. And people are going to be going nuts listening right now and be like, no, you can't because the level of this and that, if you shine a a light across (laughs) the, you know, and it's like, it's like, no, but that really doesn't prove it because you can debunk all, all those things on both sides. So that's why I find that one fascinating. But the aliens, man, I'm really fascinated of this one of late. Because the government is starting to talk about it. And you know, you know, our take on the establishment. <clears throat> so I'm I'm like, okay, this is kind of fucked up. Why are they starting to talk about it? You know, maybe it contributes to what we were saying before and that, you know, it's a distraction, which, you know, that would in the, the stereotypical or like textbook sense make sense. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting. I also think it's interesting because at the end of the day, we know there's, other life out there there's no way that we're like that's one of the most ignorant things to think is that we're the only like life form out there that is intelligent like we are it's like almost mathematically impossible but now people are agreed um but now and the concept of infinity is one of the most fascinating things to me that i think about and it makes me feel like i'm on mushrooms when i'm even not i just (laughs) think about it and i'm like holy fuck but um, so yeah, it, it has to, uh, there has to be other life forms out there, but now I'm starting to get into, and I wish I would have gone more down the rabbit hole. I think I'm about to, uh, because I'd have more to contribute to this, but now some people are talking about how they're, they're maybe already amongst us. Maybe, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, this, but do. they are <laughs> in a maybe different form, something that goes beyond our comprehension of physics. And I just find that really interesting. I'm actually really interested to know your take on that's cool. Cause like, uh, it's fascinating to me. Um, just because this is stuff that you normally don't talk about in your show. So if you want to share this on your show, I would really appreciate Cause I think it's kind of cool to give your audience a different take of like some, uh, some of your stuff. Cause even the flatter stuff, I keep joking on the show that it's, uh, it's compelling. And my co-host is like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, like I'm like, well, look, look at this. It's kind of interesting. And I'll talk about stuff just for the sake of talking about it. We did a flatter episode and I ridiculed it. I made fun of it and we were joking around. And, um, I think that I'm more or less to believe that like, I think the earth could be hollow uh technically and stuff like that there is cavern systems that we could we that could be hiding some sort of race of beings that have been here long before us or even help create us that's possible um but i also do think that uh we could live in some sort of simulation i do think that they hide land from us that's also possible so there's always these all these key factors the alien thing specifically so since i was a kid i've been staring up at the stars you know even when i used to smoke cigarettes i'd look up the stars at night and i would see things i've seen weird ufos on my last question for the show, I'll get into like a quickly one story that I have that'll probably interest you. But I've studied deeply like alien stuff. Um, we did done a deep dive into the gray aliens, into the reptilians. We just did an episode about alien abduction. So then we can move forward uh, to talk about actual specific cases, which we've already kind of done. And then it's like the scariest thing is that the government is doing this and actually abducting people and then using psychedelics or some sort of drug to induce these hallucinations where they think they see aliens. Um, what I know though, is we see, we don't see all of reality. We see like 0.0 nor like it's like 
10%, not even, I don't even think it's even that, but we're supposed to see 10% of uh, like visual, visual reality that there's colors that we can't see. We don't see ultraviolets. We can't see gamma rays. We can't see the Wi-Fi in the air that connects all of our phones. Like there's all these things that we don't have uh, eyesight for, but some animals do. Some animals can see stuff beyond what our eyesight is. So I truly believe that there is beings here that may be orchestrating a lot of the things that are happening on this planet. There's the theory that reincarnation is slavery and that we keep going back into the same cycle and that some of these entities are using us as like a similar, like a food source, much like kind of like the matrix movie as everyone always points to. Uh, but like, I do think it is quite possible. And the idea of that they're walking among us is that the human brain is very malleable and we're easy to manipulate. It's quite clear that the government can easily do that to a lot of people that are the NPCs as people call them. This walk around in this like, state of like they're like just singing a video game you know so and the idea is that they they know us very well and they have the ability to manipulate us and they actually cast images into our mind so there's a there's an interview it's it's interesting who knows if it's true where supposedly this man sits down with a a female reptilian okay and it was transcribed in like the 90s and now it's like uh i listened to it when i was a kid it has like a computer voice i also listened to it like three times it's like two hours long um and it's fascinating because they give you a lot of information that is interesting that like is kind of if it's a if it's a story if it's made up it's really well done but she says that like to the average person uh i look like a beautiful brown haired lady uh and then she was like in the in a bigger room of more people it's easier to do the less people there is in the room the harder it gets to manipulate people's uh subconscious and their vibrations and stuff like that so i think that it's quite possible that there's things already existing here that are puppeting orchestrating uh the world and some Somehow we're supposed to have karmactic agreements that races supposedly. That's why I say supposedly on my show because yeah, I don't know. I question everything, right? So that have done these agreements uh, to more or less say that you can't involve yourself in a race or like human beings or beings in general, spiritual beings that are going through evolution. But somehow these evil entities because a lot of people call them reptilians and stuff like that i've read a lot of books about this stuff and i just call them dark entities things that exist beyond our eyesight and stuff like that and uh it's kind of interesting that they could be manipulating us in a way where it doesn't directly affect the karmactic rules of the universe and that's why I, i always say this to people why do you have a bunch of old men right that are like at the end of their life that want to bring about all this dystopian nightmare future uh and in control of ai and people like klaus schwab bill gates all these people they're like on their deathbeds kind of thing like they're not they have a couple maybe 15 20 years left in their life and i i part of me truly believes that it's because they exist beyond this physical reality and they know that they can like the egyptians did they they claim that they had sex within the family to keep the money within the family but people think it's because it's connected to a bloodline where you can just reincarnate back into this bloodline and then you're here for eons controlling and manipulating the world and then using us as a food source Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> so so you've gone down some rabbit holes. Oh, no, I, yeah. I read a lot of books, man. Look, man, I, I, I love it. I find it fascinating. What, what do you think of the Tucker Carlson? Have you heard what Tucker has been He's saying? He's talking about the Nephilim. It's funny because like, I actually really like him. I never liked Fox I, News. Dude, I he says Tucker some real Carlson. shit, man. And yeah, he says and he it just, in a way that's like... I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's, the, it's his delivery. He's... 
Uh, I find him to be very objective, but also a great personality. He's got a great laugh, you know, and yeah, he'll know. fucking talk to everyone. But I just think he's a good dude too, right? Like, his energy, his vibe seems that way. I, could, uh, I don't know. It's yeah. About him. But yeah, Tucker Carlson doubles down his knowledge of aliens suggests the u.s government may have entered into some sort of agreement with them the comments from tucker come days after he said that what he has learned about aliens is so dark he won't even tell his wife they're not aliens they've always been here i do think it's spiritual that's my view again it's not provable but based on the evidence if the u.s government has in fact had contact with these beings and has entered into some sort of agreement with them it's a very very heavy thing tucker previously said that the things he has learned regarding aliens are so dark that he won't tell his wife there are parts of the story that i do not understand at all that are really 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 dark it's so dark that oh geez it keeps telling that he hasn't told his (laughs) wife but last thing here parts of the government don't want you to know about it, but part of it is the public can't deal with it. It's too far out. The implications are too profound. Like, bro, look, if you would have told me years ago that I would believe it, or I would be this open to that. Yeah, and yeah. it's funny because I'm also <laughs> I'm also like I'm I'm about to start reading the Bible. That was one of my big things for this year. Yeah, I'm yeah. starting to be more open to reading about um, you know, Christianity and, and just being open to religion. But yeah. um at the same time, <laughs> something that Christians and and people who are religious really don't like, I also am equally like, you know what? I I almost think like, how can you not? be extremely open to the fact that, you know, this just could all just be a simulation. And, you know, I, the other conspiracy theory that I'm really interested in is like lost civilizations, like the younger driest theory that Joe Rogan talks so much about and um, how, you know, there could have been uh, very advanced civilizations. I mean, you just got to look at the pyramids. I mean, something happened there. Right. And we could have had very advanced civilizations and had catastrophes and then started all over. Right. So it's, man, yeah, I'll just leave it there. It's there's, it's it's fascinating. So I I've looked into a lot of this stuff very deeply. Uh, I've never been religious because I think religion was divided to or created to divide and conquer the population. That's just my opinion. I have cr- Christian friends that literally come on the show. My one of my buddy Bretts is very he's Christian, but he just kind of believes in like the Ten Commandments and what you should kind of uh, go about. And I question him on the existence of Jesus and if he was based on Horus or Mithra and all these other creature uh, people and entities that have existed throughout um, our society and stuff like that. And I always like tell people like, I question everything. That's my, my truly my beliefs is to question everything. But I also do think it is quite possible that a, a, uh, some sort of spiritual being an omnipotent being thought reality into creation. Um, that's why I'm interested by this, the book, the law of one, because I've uh, read the first part and then I listened to a book on some, this guy, David Wilcock, that's been on ancient aliens that some people think he's kind of crazy. Uh, but he makes some good points. He's very positive. Um, but the thing is I, w- I've been listening to David Ike. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but since I was like 16 and he has proven a lot of what he says other than the, the, the reptilian stuff and some of the stuff that goes on with the bloodlines, but he's actually traced certain bloodlines and connections to people. Uh, but he is someone who's always preached love. Everyone's like, ah, oh, he's a disinformation agent like Alex Jones or any of these other people that they claim or this or that. Um, but to me, I've listened to him for a very long time. I'm reading his book, the children of the matrix right now. And I just find it fascinating because there's all these things that we can't explain. Children go missing like at an exponential, like it's crazy. Like I did a video where I was like, 
you know, all this, uh, all these children that are dying in Gaza, it's horrible. Um, and stuff like that. And people are protesting against it, which I understand. But I said like that, nobody protests against the children going missing in your major cities and all this stuff. So there's the connection that I think Tucker Carlson is talking about is that this goes far beyond what people can even comprehend. It will break the minds of billions of people that even supposedly any even religious people they'll never be able to grasp the information that is coming out and the fact that th- there's a I do believe that they're using children for adrenochrome. People can think that's crazy. I do think that there is energy with inside of a blood of someone who has been um, scared almost to death and that they use that in some sort of regard. And I know that's stuff that you don't normally talk about in your show, but I think it's worth mentioning that all these children go missing all the time. And I don't know if it's just for sex trafficking because it seems very uh, weird and considering there is underground tunnels that match up to where people have gone missing, all sorts of things that connect to the same thing like there's like children in the 90s i was thinking it was like i think it was like eighty thousand children were missing in the states like a year so it was like incredibly like a huge number and then so the idea is that they're using they need puper puperbescent energy um and it's like a food source essentially to these beings and that is the scariest thing for most people to understand that they're using the energy of children uh to consume it just as we consume animals to survive these things have to consume low vibration energy well, look, I'll say this. Uh, first off, I want to touch on the religion thing. Yeah. So um, I am actually not interested at this point. I think I will get to the point of being interested in really looking at whether or not Jesus or God was objectively a real uh, real thing and yeah, yeah. really existed. What I'm more interested in is, um, you know, the almost the Jordan Peterson idea where he actually would say, you know, I'm not as interested in that either. And he also says, if we were asking that question, we're kind of missing the point because it goes a lot deeper than that. And I'm, I'm not going to object or push back to your, that religion was created in that way to, to divide it. Maybe it was, mm-hmm. I think I'm really interested in his kind of theory that, um, life is better when you live as though, this was a real thing because if you really look at the Bible, to me, it was like the first, it's like the OG personal growth book. Right. And look, I, that's coming from someone who hasn't actually read the entire thing. So (laughs) I'm going to read the entire thing and it just, I'm going in with an open mind. And I just wanted to clarify that because I, I have a lot of people in my circle as well too, who are very religious. Mm. And then I have people who aren't and uh, you know, I'm, I'm just exploring, but, now to go back to what you said about man all the all the things look i think it's crazy yeah. many people that are listening to especially what you just said would be like you know you guys are you guys are on crack like what yeah. the fuck are you guys <laughs> even talking about and here's the thing <clears throat> i think it's even more crazy to think that i mean we don't even know why we're here we yeah. don't even know what is out there, right? We, yeah. we have no idea what's going on. We don't know what dark matter is. We don't even know what the fuck happens in black holes. We don't know oh, any. Know. We don't even know truly what's in, in, in inside the earth all the way down. Like, you know, we hear what's inside the earth. We hear what's out in space. We hear, but that's just our media telling us that. And, oh, it's because the scientists said that. Okay, well, like, who are the scientists? Here's the thing. I think it's crazy to not at least be open to no, not even be open. It's crazy to not 
come to the realization that there has to be some wild shit going on that we have no idea like what is truly going on. And I'm not even saying that some of what you're saying isn't true. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but man, there's some wild shit going on and it's because we're operating off our really minimal idea of what reality really is. And I agree with you. It's like reality is so much more than this. And I just don't think we know what it is. So I am so open to, if you ask me what my favorite conspiracy is, is it's just like, I would say, actually, it's just what the fuck is actually happening here? Yeah. And that, that's my favorite. And the conspiracy. thing is, too, I, I've said it like all the time on my show. I don't know what to believe. I think that even like religion, right? The moral and ethics of religion is good. But I've also like I want to dive deep into the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Sumerian text where we get all of this information supposedly from in the first place. So people should more or less be reading that type of aspect of thing. But when I was a kid, I read the Quran. I tried to go through the Bible. Both were very boring. Uh, but I've tried to like educate myself on on religion and stuff like that uh but like at the end of the day i've told i say on my show all the time i don't know what to believe I'm just here to experience this and try to be the best version of myself that I can be um and to kind of end this on I was just curious okay so I've had paranormal experiences uh, a lot in my life okay I've used Ouija board since I was like 10 11 my grandma gave me a Ouija board and then all my friends were using it and and then I we you know I saw my friend's arm get scratched we saw like lights flicker stuff like that uh when I was 19 I had a, a everyone on the show knows this because I've say it all the time I go on other shows and they always ask me like what was my what was a crazy experience I had and I, I saw shadow people and, it, and I had sleep paralysis and it felt like they're ripping my soul off my body I and I was sober. I'll never be able to explain it to someone that's never had an experience like that, but it felt like I was frozen solid. I couldn't, I couldn't, all I could do is move my eyes and I had to rip myself out of this. My girlfriend, what now wife was slaying next to me at the time, had no idea what I was going through. And then essentially I saw these shadow people walk towards my door completely awake and saw this like eight foot tall shadow creature look down at me. And then I went to the washroom. I stared at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, what's going on with me? And there's like more to that story. But essentially I saw weird things I can never explain. I couldn't sleep until the next morning. And that experience to me proved that there's things outside of our eyesight and things around us all the time that we just can't see. And I want to know if you had any experiences in that at all. No, really? Like, no hauntings zero (laughs) like literally zero really um yeah i i've been on this earth for almost 35 years and i have never experienced one like honestly not even and i've talked about this on our hot topic series that i do on on the show like not even not even one unexplainable experience now I will say this, that doesn't mean that I'm not open to it. That doesn't mean that when I hear stories like this, that I think you're crazy or anything like that. (laughs) And again, I'll just bring it back to, there has to be something going on. And I know a lot of people will say, and I I don't know how I feel about this because I think a part of me believes, well, yeah, maybe you're right. But then there's a part of me that's like, well, yeah, it's just like, it's exactly what someone who really believes in this stuff would say, because people will say, oh, well, like, you, you're not open to it, right? That's why you're not seeing is because you're not open to it. And it's like, I want to see some crazy shit. Trust me. I, I really went do. looking for it. I, it sounds like you didn't where I specifically went looking for it. And then it showed right. itself to me and I was like, all right, I'm never touching my Ouija board again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, maybe I should do that. But I, I will say one thing mm-hmm. that has happened to me somewhat recently is 
I act because I'm like you. I like to question everything. I like to explore. That's why I'm reading the Bible. That's why yeah. I'll fucking read anything. I'll read, uh, you know, I'll read a, I should read a book on, you know, transgender ideology. Like I, I just, you know, and, I don't know and if I can um, do that book. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but like, it's also interesting to see it from their side and, and try and understand why the fuck these people are saying these things. But, you know, my point is, is I am open to it all. <clears throat> and I actually, um, I b- booked an appointment with a, a, a psychic in, 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 an intuitive psychic and a medium. That's fun. Uh, my, my wife's mom has went to psychics and like wrote down stuff, like stuff that like they shouldn't know at all. And then we'll look back at it years later. And then all this stuff kind of like came to fruition. It's crazy. And I've, I've heard, I've talked to numerous people. I have not done it yet personally myself. My wife has, uh, but I've, talk to a lot of people that really believe what they saw. My co-host Billy does not, he thinks they're charlatans and I'm like, we're going to bring you to one. You're going to be crying your eyes out when they tell you things. Yeah, man, that like that, you shouldn't that's, know. that's <clears throat> look, I went in with an open mind, but I am, I was not of the perspective that like, you know, Oh, these, you know, I, I'm just like, Oh, how can this be? Right? It almost seemed ridiculous. I was almost, yeah. I felt ridiculous going to this. It was on zoom, yeah. but bro, I've had three sessions and I'll tell you what, it's really hard to debunk how she came to some of these things that she told me, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I'll tell you a, uh, a quick story about what she said. Okay. So my grandma, I was really close to my grandma, but she died really early on. I think it was like nine years old, but I really remember growing up with her and she was a, a big influence on my life. And I've always wanted to go to a medium because I'm like, Hey, maybe they will put me in touch with my grandma and maybe she'll, you know, and, um, there was a, uh, a moment in the session where she just said, okay, something's coming through. And then by the way, this is like one small part of like a lot of things she nailed, but she goes, what is this? You drop something in the kitchen. What is she keeps saying? Your grandma keeps saying you drop something in the kitchen. What is this all about? And I just, I just got chills over my entire body because there was a situation where I dropped something in the kitchen and you know, that's not really something if they're just making this shit up or they're just really good at reading people, there is no chance in hell she would ever know. I've never told this story on the internet. I've never told this story to fucking anyone. Yeah. And what happened was, you know, my dad, which is, um, his mom, this is the grandma I'm talking about. So she knows my dad very well, obviously my dad's, you know, I have a complicated relationship with my dad. He's been very hard on me and all these things. He doesn't express too much emotion and all this stuff. It goes way back, but I was at his place once and he's got a really nice place and he's very particular about his place. And, uh, and I'm still to this day, afraid of my dad, you know, like still to this day, I, I still have some trauma from, you know, you know, she's very hard on us. Anyways, I'm in his kitchen and I dropped a pan lid on the floor and it chipped his, and this was by the way, about two years before I had the session, Yeah, it chipped uh, a good chunk out of his hardwood floor in his kitchen. And again, my dad's very particular. So like when I go over to his place and I use it, 
you know, when he's out of town, I, I am like very diligent about it. It's got to be spickety yeah. span, super clean, all this stuff. So I dropped the pan lid and it got chipped and I was really, uh, it sounds so silly saying it out loud, but I was, I was, I wouldn't say I was like shaking in my boots, but I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to do it. And it, it was weighing heavy on me. So I did actually tell one person, I texted my mom and I said, mom, like, what do I do? I yeah. took a photo of it. I'm like, how can you, and she was like, go to home Depot and you can find the pen that colors it. And then, and anyways, it just, it, it really like, it was a kind of a significant thing that I'll, I'll never forget that happened. And then I had to tell him and all this stuff. But anyways, here's the thing. She even said, and there's something about eggs, you know, like I'm seeing eggs. I was cooking eggs. Right. So she thought the medium, cause they get it in some different language that they can't translate. This yeah, is yeah. what they say, but she was seeing eggs. So she thought I dropped an egg in the kitchen, but I was actually cooking eggs. I drop the oh, pan on the floor and she goes, your grandma wants you to know. I didn't even really tell her the story. She goes, I don't know what you dropped in the kitchen, but I'm seeing eggs. But all she's saying is she wants you to know that it, it has to do with your dad. And she just wants you to know that you got to stop overthinking when it comes to your dad. Your dad is proud of you. Yeah. Your dad loves you, even though he might not, you know, say it all Express the time. Express it, yeah. Express it. And what I interpret that to be is she saw how much I was stressing over chipping his wood floor when I dropped that thing in the kitchen. And she just wanted to tell me that. And, and she said, you know, your grandma was there with you throughout that whole situation. And what's funny and it still gives me chills just saying it. What's funny That's is me chills. she would have absolutely been the person that I reached out to, to be like, grandma, what do I do? Like, blah, blah. and you know, she said that she was there with me throughout the whole experience. And why I tell that specific story, by the way, there was like a 20 other yeah. things she got bang on, but it's like, that is such an obscure thing. I just can't explain how someone would be able to, no, to fake that. We went to uh, an alien convention a couple of years ago. And uh, I, the first year we went, I talked to this guy that was a hypnotherapist. He tried to hypnotize me. I was stoned and I, he, I couldn't do it. I just got really relaxed. And then, so we went then a year after whatever it was slow it was on a Sunday and I met his son. His son is like a psychic and stuff like that, or like had an, an, an empath that is intuitive. Uh, and he says, I can't remember what he said about uh, my wife, but it was like, he couldn't have known it. But what he said to me, is like, you ever get like, like a, you get these feelings on the back of your head, like somebody is like touching you. And my wife's like, he gets all the time where I tell her, I'm like, it feels like someone's touching the back of my head. Uh, and it's like this weird, like almost like that when they do the egg thing over people's heads. And then there's something else in you, but that always stuck with me. Cause like, it, it's something that's kind of open and, and you could say that to anybody, but I always get that. And my wife even was like, that's weird. And, uh, and then he told me that's one of my spiritual, uh, guides. And he was like, it's a monkey. And I was like, why is it a monkey? He's like, it fits your personality. And then I was thinking a monkey on my back. Cause I used to like be addicted to drugs and stuff like that. Um, nothing too crazy, but it did affect my life in a very negative way. So I always thought that was weird. And like, I would love to, actually go to one like this guy just did it free just staying there talking to us but there were specific things that me and my wife both left being like huh that's weird how do you how would you have known that even even just questioning it it was just like like that it wasn't like it he was like kind of dancing around the subject he just openly said these things right and it's fascinating wow yeah, yeah and it's it is fascinating and it's like as crazy as that sounded to me, like, honestly, like I, as much as I would have said before that, like, no, nah, this is just, it sounds yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It does. But 
I was open to it. I went and I wanted her to prove me wrong, although I was deeply skeptical. Yeah. And I feel like she's 80% uh, you know, been able to show me that, hey, maybe there is some val- validity to this stuff. And it's incredibly liberating because, you know, I do fear what happens when we we die, Everybody you know, because does. yeah, I mean mushrooms might take I, that away though. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) another reason to do plant medicine for sure. Right. But like for me, I just, you know, I, I do. And for me, it's like, if I do know through mediumship, if I do know that there is something after, you know, that, that definitely gives me peace. It's curious. So like, uh, my wife went to a psychic, I'll tell you this short story. And then, uh, she showed, um, the psychic, uh, picture of me, And this was like years and years and years ago. And then she said, everybody stood up. So essentially a lot of psychics claim and they're the same thing that there, there's like a row of people and they want to speak, um, to whoever is there kind of thing. People that are connected to you, spiritual guides. And they said they all stood up and they said there will be a great deal of like anger and stuff like that in the future. And this is when we were in our early twenties and I, I'll be, I'm very honest on the show was using like Coke once in a while and it made me angry and uh, gave me like psychosis and shit and I made me like a different person that she didn't recognize. So it's kind of interesting to see that that they picked that up and, and they said other things that were like uh, alluding to like my anger issues and stuff like that, that I've now fixed thanks to mushrooms and stuff like that. Um, but it's just interesting cause they seem to pick up on things and I'm like, it fascinates me cause like just trying to picture like all those people that you may not even know that might just be a spiritual guide that has been there for your entire life. I've read stories about a woman who was lonely her entire life and, and never really had any friends or much family. And she went to a psychic and the psychic said, this is part of your learning lesson and everybody is waiting for you on the other side and they're cheering you on because you have to experience life this way to learn a lesson. Wow. Yeah, man, I'm open to it. And, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to explore all of the, all of these things. Because, That's why like I question I said, everything. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we have any idea what's really going on and I'm here to explore it and, and find ultimately the truth because there is a truth out there. Something yeah. is going on somewhere out there, somewhere out there. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Like it, it's pretty cool. My wife's been a big fan of yours for a long time. So it's kind of cool to be able to do some of this stuff with my show. Um, I don't know if you know who Jeremy McKenzie is, but I have a him coming up and I don't normally do interviews and stuff like that. I kind of, I'll talk to people that I actually want to talk to. Um, and a lot of my podcast buddy, they all do the same thing where they all interview all these bunch of these different people and stuff like that. And I think what you're doing is a lot more beneficial. They're just all like tuning each other's conspiracy horns in my opinion sometimes. Um, so I always want to bring out people that I actually like want to actually have a conversation with. And I'm sure you do that on your show. You have like some amazing guests, um, especially some of the people with the psychedelics. I've loved to listen to those and, and your take on it and stuff. And I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, I want you to shout out everything that you want to and stuff like that. Uh, let the people know where to find you and all, all that, uh, fun jazz. Yeah, man. First off, thanks for having me. And this has been really fun because, uh, it's funny. We have a team meeting at the beginning of every week and, uh, the people on my team that scheduled this, you know, they always give me a rundown of of what's going on. And they were like, I don't know, just, they, they kind of give you a a rundown of your show. And I was like, Oh, I'm excited for that because, (laughs) you know, I, I'm usually just saying the same shit, you know, over and over. And by the way, I love it, but you know, at the same time, I'm like, Oh, maybe this will be more like Joe Rogan style. And I, and I, I love it. 
And uh, so I I really enjoyed myself. Thank you for asking different questions. And uh, yeah, this has been great. Um, We'll we'll definitely post this on the Awaken Winning show. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, no, I I think our audience will love it. Um, Yeah, Awaken Winning, the Awaken Winning podcast. It's great, Um, everybody. Yeah, thank you. And and uh, then on Instagram, the Kaler Betts. Uh, that's where I just post all my shit. You know, I could you know promote our courses and our programs and everything. We we have amazing transformational journeys that we take people on. But you know, if you follow the Instagram and the podcast, you'll hear about those really quickly. So oh, yeah. uh, appreciate if uh, you want to go out and and check those out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check out, check out Kaylor Betts, man. You are, you are the shit. You are like one of those people that I kind of like, uh, I'm 32. So how I'm actually curious. I don't think I know. I'm, I'll be 35 in February. Oh wow. So we're not that far apart and stuff like that. And you kind of motivate me. Like I'm, I, I want to like get strong and built. And it's funny. Even every time after I do my second electress, I'm always like, I want to become a monster. Like that's the idea is like, I want to be this, uh, this fit person. My, my brother struggles with a lot of stuff and he's older than me. I want to be that inspiration even for him in a lot of ways. Right. To like, I want to be the, an inspiration for all the people around me. Cause people have seen the change in me recently. And I don't think a lot of them know why. Uh, but you know, everyone needs to kind of come together. And I truly believe that's a a big thing of is love. Love is going to get us through all this stuff. And and I really do believe that I do a lot of the videos I've done in angry ways, uh, because it drums up attention and people are like, okay, like let's get, I've always thought you first, you have to get angry and then we can figure out what the hell to do. But realistically we need to learn to love each other better. And, um, I think you promote that uh, a lot on your show and I I do really appreciate you coming on. And this has been uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I'm, I'm trying and, uh, you know, good luck with that. It's, you know, everyone's on a different journey and we all got new things. I'm trying to unlock levels that, uh, I haven't stepped into as well. So (laughs) yeah, man, that's awesome. All right. Everybody stay strange out there.